Well, there's Carrie. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I switched the camera directly to Carrie again. Howdy, welcome back. This is uh, Coffee Break, which we're now doing twice a week, although I'm hearing that there's some arguments about that. But anyway, um, it's Friday, March 6th. We're doing it live, and welcome back, everyone. It is not a knitting channel, but we do like the knitters, and uh, I will take that to my grave, Ninja Kitty, in chat. But um, yeah, welcome, welcome to Unsafe Space. Carrie, say hi. I probably didn't even introduce hi, you, Carter. but everyone knows you. It's Carrie. Hi. <laughs> I guess I haven't really done my intros in a while, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't. We're gonna have to reevaluate this taking the middle of the week off. Um, we'll talk about it off camera. Yeah, but, but even so, uh, even Carrie is against it now. She was the one very for it. <laughs> I had to come around. Now Carrie's against it. No. Here's what I'm for. I'm for on the days, because we were making so much extra content, there's no reason to do a daily kafefe and something extra in one day. All right, My, well, what I was for was if we did a deprogrammed, no kafefe, or if we did like an extra coronavirus or some kind of interview, no kafefe. Right. But days with nothing, I'm not for anymore. I've changed my mind. You've changed your mind? <laughs> well, we will have a conversation, not in front of the children, about Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome, everyone. You're watching Unsafe Space. I'm Carter. That was Carrie. And Carrie, you have, um, how's your week been? You and I haven't really done our normal thing. Well, I'm opening an Etsy store. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yes, this is what I did with the extra time. <laughs> it's called Carrie's, no, it's called Carrie These Treasures. Look, here's the thing. I've funneled my addictive nature into, I love thrifting. I love it. And I buy lots of little things and they're each, they're not too much money, but you know, I like old things. I like vintage things. I love junk shops. I love finding like things like this placard, right? Like just whatever. So the point is I've now I have too many Trotsky's for my house. So I'm going to sell them. I'm going to sell some of them. No, I'm not selling yarn. People are asking, what are you selling? No, no, it's going to be, I'm going to be selling found, lovable items that need a home. Why are you, <laughs> why are you taking some water? You don't think this is a good way to spend my time? I already have them. I just have to put them up. I've already put some of them up. I, you know what? I, it's, yeah. What? I have no comment. <laughs> I feel like I you're stressed, you have like not enough time to do anything, and you finally get time, and you're like, I know, I'll start an Etsy store. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, well. Oh, she doesn't care, everyone. That's fine. Um, Carrie, you are becoming a trash picker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, hey, look, here's something I do. So you know how, uh, I think it was... I think it was Dr. Peterson I heard talking about. I mean, lots of people have talked about this. But the way he talked about it was that we are each our own slave and slaveholder, meaning uh, we do we we at times we're really hard on ourselves and are like, you must do this. And, you you know, and then and so he's like, we're not you're not really good at either. You're not really good at being a slave 
or a, a, a slave owner, you're pretty bad at both. You're awful. Like the slave rebels and the slave owner is too tyrannical. I think and that so, relationship generally, no one can be good at either. It's not a healthy relationship to have. Yeah, it's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> so he kind of talked about make, bargaining with yourself. And actually, there was a book I read part of years earlier, which talked about the same thing. It was called Inner Bonding. But that one was talking about talking to your inner child, like doing a bargaining with your inner child. But it's the idea is basically like, you know, hey, tomorrow, I think it would be a great idea if we tackled that writing assignment that you want to do. And if we finish it, you know, you what would you like as a treat? Okay, so my inner child is like, let's go to the thrift store. So that's why that's what's happening. I am getting things done. And then my inner child gets to go to the thrift store. Yeah, I'm now getting suggestions in chat of things I can work on. I don't need extra things to work on. I don't care that the background is at an angle and you don't like the crap on my shelves. That's your problem. I don't care. I've got other stuff to do. I'm not using the time that we're not doing Kofefi to do that crap. The reason we're not doing it as often is because there's too much to do. Um, sorry. <laughs> wow, Mr. Krabby. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I've been, no. I've been pretty overwhelmed. Um, have you, uh, there's just been a lot going on. Also, like, <clears throat> things are getting a little more coronavirus-y in the Bay Area. There's like, uh, there's a couple school closures, and um, apparently my friend was telling me that, like, toilet paper is out everywhere, even at, like, Costco business. <laughs> like, people are, I don't know why toilet paper is the thing you hoard, but it is, I guess. Um, so, yeah, there's just been a lot going on, and we've, we've still been doing a little bit more. We're just prepping generally for stuff. This is a good, it's a good practice run for, uh, you know if there's, what like, actually here? an event. So, uh, yeah. Well, here in Texas, uh, at my local Costco, they were also out of toilet paper and paper towels. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, uh, I actually saw an, an OJ Simpson tweeted a picture of himself at Costco <laughs> with like a cart full of toilet paper and a mask. And I think the person who retweeted it said, <laughs> what, you couldn't find gloves that fit? Uh, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Creepy. Nicole Pratt is saying coronavirus is great practice for the boogaloo. Yeah, that's what I that's what we think. And we've been kind of sequestered basically all week anyway. Um, very minimal going out. And um, we already have, like, we made sure we have everything stocked up anyhow. So um, that's been a little bit of a fun thing. I made sure the generator was working. We lost power for a day for no apparent reason because uh, we're in the tech hub of the world apparently. So power can't ever be consistent. So that's a normal thing that happens. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little crazy. I don't, uh, I actually haven't told you, Carrie, this. I know you're going to argue with me. I don't think we're doing, I don't think I'm visiting you in Texas. We're, we're not going to South by Southwest at this point. Because um, we can't, we can't, like, we can't go get on a plane right now. Um, there's even petitions going around to cancel South by Southwest. So I think we're going to have to mourn the loss and visit another time. I am really upset with you. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm let really it upset. Out. Let it out. Yeah. Th thanks for telling me this on camera so I can't get too mad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why uh, I told you. No, I just. Uh, yeah. Uh, that sucks, Carter. Yeah. We could, put a, we could put one of the masks on. Yeah, no, I'm not. When you're on a plane, you're literally breathing everyone else's air. We're not doing that. So. Um, okay. Oh, well. And actually, yeah, people have pulled out. It's not just us. 
someone pointed this out in chat. I have a couple stories about this. Um, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Twitter. Well, they're all shut down, but Warner Music pulled out of South by Southwest. Universal Music pulled out, and Sony Music advised their employees not to go. So, like, even South by is... South by is a dumb thing to do right now, frankly. Uh, it's not that exciting. It's not worth it. You can see music whenever. It's really... You don't need to go party that much. South by is not about the music, though. You know this. South by is where the business people go to have spring break. No, it's... Yeah, uh, yeah it's... Sp- I was going to say... Yes, Carrie, you're right. But it's spring break for the business people. It's not business that happens. Yes, that's what I mean. It's not about the music. It, and none of the musicians get paid. They actually pay out the booty to go, to perform there to hopefully get be seen by some business people and have things happen for them. Right. But, but no, spring, it, the music portion of South By has always been, it's a schmooze fest for music industry. And the artists are just there for... There's no music fans who go, oh, I know. I'm just talking to, I'm not necessarily talking to you. There are people watching. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <All right. laughs> Who's the curmudgeon today? Uh, <laughs> she's just pissed that I'm not, we're not going now. Um, I am pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I am pissed. I know. I know. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you just carry out. Sit, sit what? with your discomfort. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was all excited to see you in person for the first time in over a year since and a half. Since we started this, we, since we started yes. the podcast. <sighs> I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Ninja <sighs> says, "Carter, do you mind? Carrie and I are conversing." I know. Ninja Kitty is my nemesis in chat. It's fine, <laughs> in a loving way. <laughs> we should talk about something else, Carrie. Uh, okay. Just to, if for no other reason than to change the subject. And I have a thing I want to... Did you see... Uh, did you see this Brian Williams thing on... Uh, yes. About Bloomberg? It is. Can I show Wait. it? Yes. All right. So I, I'm astounded. I was up late last night and I was watching stuff and this just... I had to watch it like three times. It blew my mind. I, I love this. And I love it because... Um, This is this should serve as a reminder to anyone who I I know that we talk about the mainstream media being like oh they don't know what they're talking about or it's the cathedral's you know dumb or they've got an agenda or whatever it is there's still people that have respect for people in the mainstream media that like think that there's some ounce of like credibility I'm- or truth or or like professionalism so I, I don't I don't I don't know why people still take anything they say seriously but so these are the people this is gonna we're gonna watch brian williams have a discussion with uh, a woman from the new york times editorial board and and they're gonna show a tweet from someone who writes for the washington post yes yes thank you yeah so this is all this is all the cathedral and uh and the, and these are the same people telling us to like Russia collusion, if you don't believe the craziness about climate change, you're a science denier, but like all these people who, the people, the same people that mock people with Southern accents, these are all, these are the elite that think they're smarter than you, that everyone needs to fall in line and they know best and you need to take the news from them. You, you, it's illegal for you to read Hillary's emails, but we can do it because we're the media. It's, It's the same mass of people. All right. Here they are. Just watch this loveliness. Yeah. 
But you see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. I've got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads, U.S. population $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given oh, each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does. It does suggest, <laughs> you know, what we're talking about here, which is there, there's too much money in politics. Okay, so uh, okay, it's wait, true, it, and it's disturbing, it, wait, it Carrie. Okay, but here's something he said that's true. It is an incredible way of putting it because <laughs> it's, I'm credulous because it's without belief. I cannot believe. That you are that stupid, Politics, and, it's um, and it makes it how difficult because. Sorry. Oh wait, it's playing again. Yeah, here. sorry, I stopped. How it. many producers did that have to make it through to make it on air? I've I worked on a late night show. I was a producer on a late show. I know how. Like, th there were many, many eyes that had to be on that before it made it to to the air, and nobody stopped to say, "Oh, our math is oh, horribly off here, guys." Right. Um, it's. Okay, Nancy says, I don't do math, I don't get it. Okay, so he has $500 million. There are 300, what they say, 27 million people. That means he could give each of them a little bit more than a dollar. About a dollar 53, I think. Yeah, about a dollar 53, which, by the way, thank you for the dollar 53. Blackbeard said, Here's my share of Bloomberg's fortune, you guys. <laughs> and he gave us a super chat. Thank you. <laughs> thank uh, you. Uh, thank you, Blackbeard. But you overdid it, uh, you overpaid us. <laughs> No, I don't think they knew it was wrong, Elizabeth, and that they bank on Americans being stupid. I think they're so arrogant and they move so quickly, they really didn't catch it. Nobody caught it. And they're so sure of their own intelligence, they didn't catch it. I don't think they did that on purpose. In fact, the Washington Post writer who did the original tweet has now blocked everyone and put in her bio, yes, I'm bad at math. I get it. You know, she's she's taking some heat well, for it. But, so, but... but don't ever one last don't ever let these people make you feel stupid ever don't ever let these elites make you feel stupid this is breathtakingly stupid yeah <laughs> and 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 the thing look i don't again like you i'm not gonna one person makes a math error fine um but this had to go through i mean brian williams didn't put that tweet up he's got it there's like a team of people who put the tweet up they had it queued up. They looked at it. There's like people in the studio. There's there's probably at least a dozen people who saw that and thought it was a good idea. Also, when you come up with a, when you do that simple math and you screw it up that much, if you get to a conclusion like, oh, Bloomberg could have given each person a million dollars, like there's just a lack of, of um, that kind of error demonstrates a lack of self-awareness and the ability to like check oneself. Because when you, like, let's say I did some math and I come up with something that looks crazy. My first reaction is, wait a minute, that looks crazy. I should double check my math. But if I'm just an arrogant SOB that works for the Washington Post, I just assume I'm perfect. I couldn't possibly, that's ridiculous. No person would spend that much money. It makes absolutely no sense, but that was my first pass at the math, so I must be right. I'm not even gonna question myself and I'm gonna tweet it out. And I, it's not only that all these people got it wrong. Did you watch? So the the New York Times editorial person, I think his name is Maya, some Mara, Mara Gay. Uh, 
she had a you know kind of funny tweet after this. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll be right back. I'm going to buy a calculator. So she's trying to make fun of herself a little bit. But most of the people that are responding, Carrie, are like, it doesn't matter. You're a journalist, not a mathematician. We, you're right anyway. What? Your point is that there's money in politics, and we don't care. We love you. You're great anyway. <sighs> You people are idiot sheep. You're the problem. She's not great anyway. You don't just, this blind love for your little reporter gods is absolutely imbecilic. She does not deserve to be on the editorial board of the New York Times. She do, Well, Frankly, the New York I mean, Times, the, but not the, anything the, that matters. Look, if we lived in, they want to talk about justice all the time. If we lived in a just world, I mean, if people didn't keep jobs because of ideology, if they if they kept jobs because of merit and actually being good at what they're doing, I think that she and Brian Will, friggin' Williams would be fired. Absolutely, this. they'd Honestly. be fired. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a huge, a huge gap. And there'd be producers who would be fired for letting it get through, letting it get to the air. Yeah. But these people don't care about competence. They don't care about truth. They don't care about competence. They care about their effing agenda. That's what they care about. And they're like, well, yay, Mara. At least you're you're promoting our agenda. You might be a moron and you might not fact check and you might go on national fucking television to say things that are absolutely false and retarded. But you got you got our narrative covered. Woohoo! You people hey, are Carter. the problem with this country. You're going to have to put Blackbeard's $1.53 in the swear jar. I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I swore. Uh, Daniel has a Daniel has a good point. Daniel says, wait a minute. It takes a legit mathematician to do a simple division problem. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, no, she doesn't have to be a mathematician. To This isn't some complicated problem. <laughs> uh Again, well, here's here's something. I, I was having a discussion about this last night on social media, and – it's not it's not surprising to me that this is hap this is happening from we're in a culture now where my old belief system, my old ideology is attacking math and science. And so you do a quick Google search. I found I found 20 articles just by doing a couple searches. Look up math is oppression. Uh, <laughs> there are colleges in Seattle now that are teaching that math is I oppression. Know, I know. Look up math racist. Look up math sexist. The, my old belief system, the people who preach SJW ideology, are preaching that math is oppression and, and it, that it's bigotry. And so why should we learn something that's bigotry? That, uh, that it, it, it is permeated with whiteness. Well, <laughs> so Elizabeth should, says, no wonder they right? think the Green New Deal saves money. <laughs> yes, Elizabeth, yeah. no wonder they think that. So they don't have any respect for math or science. This is not the party of, I used to think that liberals, when I was in my bubble, I was like, oh, the left, we're like the party of science and reason and and empathy. And I thought all the cards were rolling his eyes, but I really believe <laughs> this. I believe that I believe that the right wing, I was like, those are the dumb people. I, I believe the whole narrative. The media, trust me, those three people who just made this stu stupid mistake, they believe that. They, I Trust me, they believe that, that they're the smart ones and that conservatives are dumb. Um, the left is no longer the party, if it ever was, the party of science and reason and math. And it's completely abandoned those things and in, in, in form of a in, – in it's, it's abandoned those things in favor of a form of religion. And that religion is SJW dogma. But it 
it doesn't, it's not the party of science. They try to claim science. They do the science march, whatever. I was repulsed at the science march because it just was an, it was an ideological parade. It had nothing to do with science and they're not the party. They're not the party of science. Of course they're not the party of science. Um, you know, Dr. K says in chat, all she is in quotes, all the most educated people are liberal. You hear that a lot where you hear them say, well, you know, the most educated people are liberal. I want to, I want to be clear. First of all, we're not talking about liberal. We're talking about left, which is a slight distinction, but, um, it's not the most educated people who are on the left. It's the most schooled people. And there's a difference between education and having gone to school. Yes, going to school a lot makes you dumb at a lot of things, including you turn into authoritarian leftists. But that doesn't mean you're educated. It means you went to school, and there's a big difference. I don't know, Carrie. I'm pissed off about this whole thing. And I know it's a little okay, thing, but if Trump had done this, this would be on CNN nonstop for three days in a row. Oh, yeah. They would be making so much fun of him. Remember that clip of CNN where they were doing a southern accent to make fun of Trump yeah. voters? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was talking about before. Yeah. Yeah. They try to make them try to make them seem dumb. Yeah. And it's not look. Again, I'm not saying that we need to hold people to standards of zero mistakes ever. It's it's the attitude of these people. It's the it's who is doing this, right? It's not just some it's not like a guest came on who's, you know, kind of humble and they made a math error. We're not like piling. It's like these are the these are the people who think that they know better than all of us. These are the elites that think they know better. They they they're the one they're going to try and mark we already know this. I'm going to say mark my words. They are trying to in instill the candidate of choice in the, that they want, both in the Democratic Party and in the general election, they're going to push for whatever's not Trump, which it looks like is going to be Biden right now. Like, they think they know better than all of us how to run the country, what we should vote for, what we should do, what we should eat, what we should wear. They're the ones telling us that we should all start eating bugs and going vegan and avoiding meat. They're the ones telling us that we should, you know, stop driving our cars because of the climate and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're the ones that are telling us uh, gender is a social construct and, you know, it's fine to start injecting kids with hormones at the age of eight. They're the ones doing all this ridiculous, stupid stuff and they're the elitists and and they think that it's like, oops, it's just a little math error. Yeah, and you're the dumb ones if you don't go along with this. It's because you're dumb. Right. And, th and then they go on three different media elite talking heads. Right. Brian Williams, Mara Gay from the New York Times, and then the person who wrote the tweet, uh, what's her name, McKin something, um, yeah. from the Washington Post, and all the countless producers that went through to make it to air. And it, it just, yeah, again, never let these people make you feel stupid, ever. Yeah. Always yeah. remember this day. <laughs> yeah, remember this day. And they're going to say we're nitpicking. You know what? I'll stop nitpicking when they shut the hell up and get off their high horse and start actually reporting the news and facts. That's when I'll stop nitpicking yeah. them, little bastards. All right, Carrie, we should move on. Wow. Swear jar. Carter on a break means Carter with lots of... You've got a lot of... You're a, a cantankerous today. No, I get it. I get it. It's okay. I, I get it. It's annoying. You want to talk about, wait, we, can, we should mention something happy before we move on to another angering article. Mike Harlow's back okay. on Twitter. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, Twitter finally reversed their permaban of our friend Mike Harlow on Twitter. He's Mikey the Harlow. Uh, we did a couple interviews with him about the permaban, and it's rare that they reverse a permaban. But he was just doggedly persistent. He he went through the Better Business Bureau of San Francisco, and he got one of them, one of the Twitter employees, to confess, to say out loud, <laughs> to accidentally say out loud that yeah, he's been targeting LGBT Republicans and trying to get them banned. And so it had nothing to, as we knew clearly, it had nothing to do with anything Mikey said. It was he was targeted for his wrong think for being quote unquote, an LGBT Republican, which by the way, he's an independent, but whatever. Well, and they didn't even really admit it. I was talking to him and he's like, Twitter hasn't said anything. They just gave him his account back and they didn't even tell him. He found out from other people that he was back on Twitter. So he like, I think he went to the Better Business Bureau saying like, hey, this this is the, this Twitter employee said he was targeting people. They targeted me. And then like magically his account was back with no communication from Twitter. So they're not even like, owning up to their mistakes they're just sniveling little weasels that are trying to sneak around and like they're not even going to admit oh yeah we were targeting you sorry we've taken action against the employee who did this they're not ever going to admit that they're just going to you know reinstate his account quietly and hope you know no one else notices the next time they do yeah something. yeah <sighs> they're disgusting yeah um Okay, I, let's I don't know why about... that was supposed to be our happy story. It is a happy story because Mikey's back and he said he'll come on and do a show with us to talk about it a little bit. So we'll cool. do that soon. I want to talk about I have some thoughts that have been uh, swirling around in my head over the past couple of days about sexism and Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. So in my SJW circles, it is presented as a given that she uh, that her showing her third place showing was a result of sexism and that that's just a, without question as a cold hard fact it's sexism there's no evidence ever offered to support this assertion it's like like i said it's presented as fact as if as if it's like gravity as if it's just a an observable we all know this right it's like no we don't know this and it's also um, it's used. It's weird because that this at the, in the same breath, I, the same people that are still SJWs are still friends with me, which there are some surprisingly. They will say that her showing is because of sexism, and then in the same post, they will denigrate Tulsi Gabbard, the only woman who's still in the race, <laughs> and they will speak the cathedral's lies about Tulsi Gabbard and say weird things that have no that showed me that they don't. They haven't actually looked into her. They're just repeating the line. They're like little puppets. They'll say, um, I wonder about her Russian ties, you know. I wonder where her money's coming from. And I'm like, uh, you don't really know anything about her, do you? <laughs> like, you're just saying what you were told to say. Yeah. But so it's weird. By the way, are the Russians like, really poor because they're doing a bad job promoting her? Right? <laughs> they'll trash talk Tulsi. And see, and this this is the this is how, what hypocrites they are. They'll trash talk her, and they won't apply the same standards to their trash talking. They won't. There is. It's like, is your trash talking of Tulsi because of sexism? Do you not like Tulsi because of sexism? Well, then why is it automatically sexism if somebody doesn't like Elizabeth Warren? <sighs> Goes right over their head. Yeah. Can't like yep. deal with it. Yeah, Carrie, um, you're reminding me. So, I saw this tweet the other day. Let me just show. Because it's right up the alley of what you're talking. It's right up. It's right exactly what you're saying. So this guy, let's see, uh, 
Jason Stanley. This guy's a professor, a philosophy professor at Yale. And he and he tweets oh, out, gosh. to repeat the obvious, there is no other explanation except for misogyny for what has happened to Senator Warren this year. Sadly, a proof of concept, profoundly depressing. So this freaking jerk, this this guy at Yale, he, this is a this guy is a philosophy professor at Yale, and he literally can't yeah. see any other possible explanation. Nope, only misogyny. That must be the only possible explanation. Yeah. If that's not an argument against spending any money to send your kid to Yale, I don't know what is. Yeah, again, never let these people make you feel stupid. That's a really dumb thing to say. He's a professor at Yale. That's so dumb. And and also, don't let them don't let them um, put words in your mouth, or or make it an either or scenario, which is what they've tried to do. Like with me, I had a friend who says. Oh, uh, you know, I, basically I've been where every once in a while on social media, I've been pushing back against this. I'm like, I'm so tired of this. It must be sexism narrative. Right. Oh, it must be because she's a woman narrative. I'm so tired of it. And they're like, oh, you would rather be believe the sexism doesn't exist. Narr I'm like, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I would rather believe the let's not jump to a univariate hyperbolic reason for something with no evidence narrative. That's what I would rather believe. Do I think, let's be very clear. Do I think there are sexists in the world and that some people don't, don't like Warren because they're sexist? Sure. Do I think that there's enough of those people to matter? No, <laughs> it's not. I don't think it, it's not that big of a deal. There are much more important factors. Number one, she comes off as phony to me. Absolutely phony. So did Beto. It has nothing to do with her gender. So did Kamala Harris. So did Cory Booker. Those four were the phoniest in my Absolutely, book. Absolutely, yeah. Um, she's unlikable. That's no, and quit saying that's a gendered term. It's not. Hillary Clinton has been in the press saying that oh Elizabeth Warren is had to pull out because of sexism. Sadly, the same thing that defeated me. Sexism, sadly, and she's I got the this Russians defeated her. Out. Right. Well, sexism in the Russian. Anything but her own <laughs> failure. You know, like there's always somebody else to blame. Quit trying to blame it on someone else. Take some responsibility for not campaigning in the right places. You lost the game. It's like turning the Monopoly board over because you don't like the results. Oh, sexism. It's such a lazy, intellectually lazy thing to say. And I hate it because there's this automatic assumption that women agree. And I don't agree. I was I was having a conversation with some friends last night and there was a guy there I, I didn't know. I just met who, nice enough guy. I enjoyed talking with him. But at one point he was saying to me, he did, people just assume I'm an, a, a leftist a lot of the time. Right. And he said, um, he was talking about like, we were talking about the election and then he was talking, he like, he was talking about having to explain, he was like, well, you know, I've had to explain sexism to my dad and, you know, an old, old white guy and, you know, we're part of the problem. I was like, part of what problem? And, uh, he's, he was like, well, you, you know, I was like, how did, he's like, I had to explain feminism. I said, how did, how did you explain feminism to your dad? I'm curious. I want to hear. <laughs> so, I, I like I like letting people talk because I want to see what they'll say and he's probably still thinking I'm a leftist right and so he starts explaining to me about the how women in this country are so oppressed and I'm like in this country like currently we're oppressed the, I'm I'm not oppressed <laughs> like and he's like well for many years I'm like Mm, I haven't been oppressed my whole life. I pretty much can stretch back and say I haven't been oppressed like for many years. No, but uh, I'm getting off. To, I'm getting off. Wait, I, can I, can you just, imagine? Can oh. you imagine these people at like as a prosecutor at a trial when, when they're like <laughs> when, when the defense lawyer is like, well, there's no evidence that this person 
you know, murdered this other person. Can you imagine the prosecutor being like, so you don't believe in murder? You don't think murder exists? It's like, that's not, how can you be that dumb? Evidence. Yes, thank you for making that point. When I say you can't make an unfounded claim like this is because of sexism or this is because of misogyny, you can't make that without evidence. That doesn't mean that I don't believe sexism exists. Duh, <laughs> sexism exists. But there's a lot, there are a lot more factors that go into something like ageism exists. There are people who don't want to vote for Bernie because he's old. You know, there are different, a hundred different factors and you're just jumping to the most hyperbolic divisive one because that's the card that you guys always play you play the sex card you play the race card you play whatever it has nothing to do with her gender she's unlikable and the last point i was going to make i was rant i'm rambling and ranting today hillary clinton's got a new documentary coming out or a new series on on netflix or hulu or something and i was reading an interview with her and bill clinton and she's talking about all this stuff about how she lost because of sexism and she starts talking about uh gendered language and this is something they teach you in women's studies or now they call it gender studies classes she says that words like if you say if you say that i she used the word unlikable you know i was called unlikable which is gendered language and it means a woman who has the qualities that a man has that he he wouldn't be called unlikable if, if i were a man you know i wouldn't be called unlikable if i were a man that's not true <laughs> it's just not true i wouldn't be called the unlikable <laughs> You would still be unlikable if you were a man. And the people who try and pretend like that's gendered language, I have a question for you. Do you find, is Trump unlikable? I bet your answer is yes. I bet your answer is yes. So it doesn't matter about gender. It's like, it. she is unlikable because she's unlikable. <laughs> right. But unlikable people don't realize that they're unlikable, I guess. Uh, Hillary yeah. Clinton, man, she is the most unlikable person I can imagine possibly think of yeah i don't know carrie uh but you're reminding me of something this is related did you see this um someone sent this to us the uh i guess this is yeah i guess the un did this they did this study <laughs> tackling socially norms a game changer for gender inequalities and they did this study about i think they surveyed 59 percent of the world they surveyed 59 percent of the world and they concluded that there's a lot of gender bias out there. Um, and, you know, there's some of it is. Like, some of it's like, you know, they go to they go to rural or third world countries and ask about beating your wife. And people are like, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, so, I mean, some of it's horrible. But the, the thing that struck me here is they have this, uh, they have this weird... Un, they, they have a standard which... It cannot be meant, met. They say, this is time for a reality check, um, blah, blah, blah. The world is not on track to achieve gender equality by 2030. The Human Development Report's Gender Inequality Index, a measure of women's economic empowerment and health, education, and economics, shows that overall progress in gender inequality has been slowing. So what they, one thing they noticed, which was interesting to me, is that, um, and this makes perfect sense, right? When you have um, actual oppression of of women, so let's say a traditionally Muslim country, and you can't drive or show your ankles or whatever it is, right? Right. Um, and you uh, you start to relax those actual oppressive laws and make it make people more free as individuals. Let them go, you know, regardless of their gender, do what they want, right? You start to see a gender gap like decrease a little bit, right, in many areas. But what they are lamenting is. 
when they then keep pushing all this gender stuff and they kind of go the social justice route and start arguing about, you know, sex is a social, you know, gender is a social construct and there needs to be more women CEOs and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the gender gap doesn't get better. And they're, and they're lamenting this. And, and the reason for this, they get upset that like, well, there aren't enough women CEOs. There aren't enough women politicians. And there's no, this study is all bunk. The whole thing is bunk. And the reason it's bunk is they, they don't consider any preferences based on gender. So there's no, like, if there aren't equal number yeah. of women CEOs, their conclusion is that there's a CEO gap, right? And they actually have a little chart about, like, the different gaps that they're complaining about, right? So if you look, like, oh, uh, <laughs> there's not much of a gap in voting when they're all allowed to vote. That's nice. But, like, heads of government, not enough women heads of government, not enough, like, billionaires and employers. Well... Maybe women don't want to do all of those things that you are measuring. Maybe maybe men yes. and women, on average, have different preferences for things. So this whole gender gap crap, I can't stand it. Because as long as you're free, as long as you're treated, treated equally under the law, as long as you're free to do what you want, the idea that, like, every freaking outcome is, is now, if there's not exactly the same number of men and women, you know what? The coronavirus kills men at twice the rate as it kills women. Are we like, how about we kill more women to make up for that? Is where's the gender in, where's the gender equality there? Right. No one complains about anything like it, that. They only complain about stuff that like, well, I guess women don't want to run for office as much, therefore it's a gender gap problem. It's it's misogyny, it's sexism. It must be sexism. They always jump there only only when it's something that they that they see as positive or covetous, something that they want, like right. power. They don't they don't jump there for you know we've talked about this before, but you know the, the percentage of garbage collectors, for example, and a bunch of other undesirable jobs are mostly men. It's like over ninety percent men. You don't see them jump there and say sexism against women. <laughs> right. We need more women picking up the garbage. You know. Yeah. Like, you don't see you don't no. see like there need to be more women homeless people. Yeah. Why aren't there more women women and homeless? Why aren't there more women dying on the job? We need to we need to get 50-50 rate of women dying on the job as men. No, they don't they don't say that. It's not about sexism then. Th then they can tell. Then they'll tell you, "Oh, well that's because of this and this and this." They'll have multivariate reasons for that. But when it comes to something covetous that they want, "Oh, it's univariate reason. It's absolutely sexism." Elizabeth Warren didn't win sexism. And and I've had people they post this stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm still in a. This is this has been Elizabeth uh, dropping out, Warren dropping out has been a good uh, illus. For me, it was a good illustration. Uh, it showed me how many SJWs I'm still friends with. I did, on social media. I wasn't. It was a good litmus test because because they all came out to post stuff. And they're all posting the same stuff. It's all sexism. And I shared something on social media. One of these girls, she posted this whole thing about uh, death to white, basically death to white men. When will death come? And there are a bunch of other women in her comments saying soon, very soon, like these dark little evil hearts talking about killing people or hoping that people die because they're white men. And that's perfectly okay. And, that, and, and they actually they view that kind of racist, sexist hatred, they view it as something good. For them, this is how twisted SJW ideology is. It makes them, they, they believe, they believe 
that the, that they're actually anti-sexist and anti-racist when they post wishes of death upon an entire racial and sex group. They think they're being anti-sexist and anti-racist when they do that. How sad is that? How evil is that? That's what's evil about my ideology is it gets people to, it turns them into monsters. They become something monstrous and they think they're the good guys. And anyway, yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, you're reminding me of another article you sent me that I think we should go through because it was, uh, um, <sighs> this was a tough one. Oh, this is another professor. Yeah, this is your buddy, John, Johnny E. Williams. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's put this. I'm just pull it up. I'll just pull it up. <sighs> I just need, I need. I'm sorry, everyone. I need to take a deep breath for this one. I tweeted, whiteness is terrorism, and was condemned for it. Here's why I'm right. <laughs> of course you did. All right. Oh, this, so, this, this guy's teaching your kids, okay? Not, Professor. Right, not my kids, but your kids. Right. Okay. But... <laughs> All right. He says, the United States is a nation in which people who identify as white preside over an oppressive system that everyone is expected to accept as normal. So when indigenous black Latinx and Asian folks refuse to abide by this inequitable and cruel way of organizing life, we are publicly ridiculed and falsely accused of inciting hatred and violence. For years now, I've been derided for inciting violence by those who think of themselves as white because I dare to name and write about sources of racially oppressed people's suffering, whites and their system of white racism. I was even investigated by my own institution, Trinity College, out of fear that the truth about whites and their systemic oppressive machinations may impact the thinking and actions of students, the public, and the institution's financial bottom line. Several months ago, I'll stop after a couple paragraphs. I just want to read this part. Several months ago, a few alumni who aimed to smear me publicly yet again scoured my personal social media accounts looking for posts to substantiate their belief that I hated people who think of themselves as white. In their haste to malign me, they revealed their ignorance regarding the idea of race, whiteness, and the system of oppression conventionally known as white supremacy. Race is often thought of as the idea that humans are naturally divided into biologically distinct groups. That's not correct. Race consists of shared patterns of seeing, thinking, and acting that validate and legitimize an existence of white identity and a white worldview. So can we, I want to pause there for a second, Carrie, because um, there's a couple things that I think are important to point out. One, he has this thing, and you, you've, I've hear this a lot, and actually, you see this from, like, I think National Geographic had an article on this and, and stuff like that. This idea that race is, um, race is not biological, that there's not a genetic, it's not genetic. But if you actually read what their argument is, and you'll have scientists make this argument, uh, but if you actually read what their argument is, their argument is actually identical to the gender and sex argument. It's identical. It is, well, there's people on the edges that are hard to define. Therefore, it's not a category. Um, that's not an argument. Uh, if you're a medical doctor, uh, you know this, that there are differences among different racial groups for incidences of various diseases based on genetics. There are susceptibility um, to various different uh, genetic anomalies or, or sorry, very uh, vulnerabilities. People have different susceptibility to diseases based on the genetics. There's lactose tolerance, uh, like little things like lactose tolerance, big things like sickle cell anemia. All of those are correlated with race. There are plenty of people who are not 
right in the middle of that uh, little bell curve. And there are also plenty of people who are, we've, you know, thankfully we are not a, a community full of a bunch of, uh, you know, race bigots. So there's intermixing in marriage and there's people who are, you know, different multiple races and have ancestry that's complex. None of that is a eradication of the idea that there is genetic uh, pillars under, like propping up the idea that there are there are actually different races. There was actually different genetic evolution, and now we're mixing more. So there's some blurry lines on the edge, but it's not true. So, but he'll say that it's not correct, and he'll cite things. He'll cite um, <clears throat> geneticists and say, "See, science agrees with me." But if you read the science, it doesn't agree with him. That's not what the science says. It's the same thing that people do when they say. Science agree, like scientists say there's not two sexes because there's some intersex people in the middle. Like, that's not true. Science says there's two sexes. Science, like race is based on actual genetics. Uh, so I just want to make that point. The second point is, he, I, I have, he, sorry, I have go, ahead, point, go ahead. Can I jump in here for yeah. a second? I have to point something out here. So in the SJW world that I was in, when I was in college, so about 20 years ago, when I was getting indoctrinated, they were really pushing the race is a social construct thing hard, just like they were pushing sex as a social construct. Um, they've backed off on that a little bit in the past five to 10 years because people started to say, well, if you can choose your own sex because sex is a social construct, <laughs> then you can choose your own race because race is a social construct. And they don't like that. A lot of the SJWs don't like that. So, um, and, and it, of course, it, it makes sense. They're using the same arguments. They're using, so so uh, actually people have gotten in trouble. People in that world have gotten in trouble for, uh, there was a professor, I'm forgetting who, there was, there was an academic paper about choosing your own race um, and comparing it to choosing your own sex. And that woman was mobbed and attacked by other academics and put on a blacklist the same way they blacklist people in the knitting world. This happens in the academic world. But her paper was sound. If you believe that race and sex are social constructs and you can choose one, you should be able to choose the other. Sorry. Absolutely. That's the way that works. That's yeah. the way that works. But they don't, they're not there yet. I think they will be forced to be there eventually. But because that started to happen and because you started to see people like Rachel Dolezal saying, well, I identify as black. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they're like, oh, let's back off of that. So it's interesting to me that he's pushing that because I haven't seen it pushed as much in the past five or six years or so. Yeah, I don't I don't actually think they will. But I don't think they will end up with a problem there because they're not trying to be consistent in any way. So they'll just they'll continue. That's I true. think they can continue to fight that off. But that's one of the things I wanted to point out here, though, is his... So <clears throat> let's be clear. On the one hand, this guy's argument is that whiteness is a way of doing things. It's a system. It's not genetic. So he's arguing that whiteness is this <clears throat> uh, system. And uh, there's some worse stuff here we'll read in a minute. But he's arguing that whiteness is is this is uh, a way of being not a not a genetic trait. But he's using the word whiteness to describe it. So why would you use the word whiteness? And then he talks about, well, they oppress people of color like non-whites and blah, blah, blah. So he's, he's, having, he's trying to have his cake and eat, eat it too. He's, one of the things that, that 
uh, sophists like this guy do is they they never have clear definitions for things. So if you hold them to one definition in one paragraph, you'll notice in the next paragraph or even the next sentence, he's he's assuming that that definition is false and he's making some other comment about how they're oppressing people who aren't white. Well, if whiteness is just what you kind of, a way of being that you're choosing, then it's, I guess, you can't really be oppressing other races because they could choose to be your way or not choose to be your way. It's not, he's not saying and why would you call it whiteness? If it's just a way of being, if it's capitalism that he doesn't like, why doesn't he just say that? If it's individualism he doesn't like, why doesn't he just say that? Instead, he uses the term whiteness, which is a like a color term. It's it's about race. It means something. Right. So he's lying. He's trying to have his cake and eat it too. He's saying this isn't about race, but I'm going to use a racial category to describe it. Yes, and I will simultaneously say it's race. not about race and talk about it being about race. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So here's, here's the thing that pissed me off the most. And this you have to be careful of um, because this is, you know, you and I, Carrie, we talk about individualism and being individualist a lot. This is a key to understanding some of these crazy social justice warriors uh, and, and this radical leftist philosophy. Um, <clears throat> Many are quick to write off white supremacy as isolated to individuals, but white supremacy is not merely confined to openly bigoted white but also people who see themselves as but also to people who see themselves as individuals rather than a constructed a socially constructed racial group and system so keep so i know there's problems with this sentence given his prior argument that race isn't a thing or that it's just a way of being but but listen to this, what he's saying here white supremacy is not merely confined to openly bigoted whites but also people who see themselves as individuals rather than a member of a socially constructed racial group and system. Individualism like. denies the very existence of systemic white racism by reducing it to individual hate and discrimination. People immersed in individualism claim innocence or refuse to consider how the cultural environment of white supremacy we inhabit shapes our racial identities and worldviews and further informs how we perceive and interact with others within a hierarchical racial order. So in summary, his point here, and th this is important because it's getting at what he actually cares about. He doesn't care about anything else. What he actually cares about is power and authoritarianism. Individualism is the enemy. At the end of the day, the enemy, all these people share one enemy. It's individualism. It's the idea that people are not fodder for the government to use as they see fit, that they're not something to just be, they're not a resource to be voted about and allocated around. The idea that individuals are sovereign and free and can make free choices, that is the enemy for these people. That he has to go after individualism because that's his enemy. And he's trying to tell people, when you hear individualists talk about individualism, that is white supremacy. So here's my part about this. I also, that was my favorite part of this piece. And I love it because he's honest. And most of the time, SJWs, if you, if you point out that their ideology is collectivist, and that it is the opposite of individualism, they will feign ignorance or they will try and argue that that's not true. Um, he is out in the open 
saying individualism is bad. He's basically trying to plant in people's heads the idea that individualism is, is bad. And, and, but, but in doing so, he's, he's naked. It's showing, it's showing exactly what we've said all along, which is that this is a collectivist ideology, just like any other kind of racism, just like white supremacy that he claims to be against. He is no different than white supremacists. He, he thinks you're not an individual, that the most important thing about you is what racial group you're in and what sex you're in and what other identity groups you're in. He doesn't see you as an individual. Your character, your behavior, none of that matters. You are you are guilty based on what group you're in and you're also, uh, you, you should have power or you should have pride based on what group you're in. It's all about group, you're not, you're not an individual. And thank you, thank you for being so open Thank you for validating what we've said about you, what we know to be true based on your behavior and your ideology. Next time an SJW says their belief system is, you, you, you try to talk about collectivism with them and they feign ignorance or they say, no, we're not against individualism, point them to this piece. Here it is, out in the open. Right. They are. Yeah. And, and you know, I know I've said in the past that the only way to really understand because uh, a lot of times the social justice stuff doesn't make sense because it's like, well, who's higher on the hierarchy? What are they for? What are they actually after? And I know in the past I've said the only way to make sense of what they're after is to understand it in the sense of a negative. They're after the destruction of a particular thing, and that's what unifies them. And I've said in the past it's Western civilization. I think individualism is a maybe more distilled way to, to say it, but they're, they're essentially the same thing. It's the individualism of Western civilization that they can't stand. It's the it's the idea yeah. of individualism. And the reason they hate it, just to be clear, is individualism is the antidote to large government, right? I happen to be an anarchist. I think it's the antidote to all government. But even if you're a libertarian or a small government person or whatever, individualism is the antidote to large government. Individualism is, in that, is the idea that you own yourself, that you're not fodder for the state, that you own yourself. That's the idea. And okay, I, that is against, if you want power, you can't have a community full of individualists because you can't have power over them. Okay, I have a difference of, I would say in a different way. And this reflects the different ways that you and I look at the world. Sure. For me, it's not about the large government or the state or any of that. I would say the reason they hate it is because individualism is the antidote to collectivism. And they are collectivists. They are, they are all about what group you're in. And so it, it, take the government, take the state out of it. If you want to break it down to its base, if you, especially if you're talking to a low IQ SJW about it, <laughs> just don't bring the government and state into it. They're going to get confused. Just say <laughs> individualism is the antidote to collectivism. Collectivism is easy for someone to grasp. It means looking at people as groups and judging them based on their skin color and judging them based on their sex and they claim to be against those things. So how can you say you're against judging people based on their, their race and their sex and then be pushing a belief system that is about judging people based on their race and sex? Yeah. I, so I will That's actually my, agree with you on that. I, mean, I, I was trying, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit clearer to people because sometimes talking about philosophy is not the most, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's not the best way to communicate philosophically individualism and collectivism are opposed right it's collectivism is the idea that you're part of a collective obviously uh in that and, and that collective needs supersede individual needs and you know if you read about like if you read hegel for example who was a the ultimate not the ultimate one of many collectivists 
Um, you know, that collectivism, the philosophic collectivism actually is used as the justification for statism. It's used as a justification. So they're related. The reason they're related to government is the philosophic justification for a, go a large government is collectivism. It's, it's, it's supported by collectivist philosophy. It's the idea that the existence of the state as an entity supersedes the importance of the people precisely because it is a collective and it's not, it's not, and individuals aren't what matter. So that's why yeah. I was mentioning the state. Philosophically, yeah, that's true. Um, but I think a lot of people don't understand the, that, that connection. So I'm not sure the right way, I'm not sure the right way to communicate it to people. But certainly we can say this, individualism, both in a political and a philosophical sense, have been part and parcel to Western civilization. They've been something that's been unique to Western civilization. They've, they've been, Western civilization has embraced individualism, both politically and philosophically, uh, with more vigor than other uh, societies have. And so you're kind of fighting both. And the reason I think that, the reason I went with government is these people do want power. So if collectivism did not, I believe, if collectivism did not support a power structure that could be enshrined, which is essentially government, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be so uh, excited about collectivist ideology. I think the reason that they're excited about collectivist philosophy, and th this is just you know me looking at at the at at academics for the past several decades, they seem to start from this premise of wanting authority and power and wanting a political thing, and then grabbing whatever philosophical foundations they think will justify the politics they want. And the politics they want is always authoritarian. It's always, you know, Marxist, some yeah. variant of Marxist collectivism. That's always the politics they want. And so... If postmodernism supports that, they'll use a postmodernist argument. If Hegel supports it, they'll use Hegel. If Kant supports it, they'll use Kant. It doesn't matter. Any any philosophy that could possibly be used to support that, they're, they'll um, that they'll latch onto that and they'll use that philosophy, which I think matches what you've said a lot, Carrie, about social justice warriors really just being about they're just power mongers. They just want power. Well, at the core of the belief system, yes, they worship power and they, every, they, we've talked about this before and that, but before I get that, before I had a thought, I don't want to lose again, to, not to dumb it down, but just to make it simple when you're talking to SJWs, individualism is the antidote to, we've already said collectivism, Carter's talked about the, the large government, but it's for me in the most basic is to say it's the antidote to collectivism, but it's also, you can say it's the antidote to racism. Individualism is what we've used yep. to beat back racism and sexism and any other type of ism based on group status. That's that's individualism is what has pushed those things back. You're right. And so now to see SJW so blatantly uh, attacking like this guy does attacking individualism that's what we've been saying all along. They're collectivists. They are racist. They are sexist. They have to attack individualism because it's the medicine. It's the medicine to all that. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, you're you're totally right. It is the medicine, and it's and it and it was what was used by the leaders like Martin Luther King or Frederick Douglass. They appealed to individualism. Um, I think Martin Luther was oh, Martin Luther King was Jr. was a little bit more of a socialist, but uh, the arguments he made. Uh, were an appeal to individualism. Um, I'm going to, I want to say one thing. I'm going to disagree with Epistavist just a little bit. I don't know if it's a disagreement, but it's a clarification that maybe is worth making. 
because um, when I use the word collectivism, I mean a specific thing, and I want to be clear about it. Epistivist says collectivism is also a mindset for those heavily invested in community, a strong part of the liberal mindset. Uh, I would not agree. I think community and collectivism actually cannot coexist. Collectivism to me is the idea that uh, the collective supersedes the individual. The collective is more important than the individual. The individual doesn't actually have rights under collectivism. In a in an individualist kind of libertarian or liberty-based or uh, even liberal community, uh, community. Community is very important, but community implies uh, voluntary agreement by individuals making voluntary choices and supporting each other in a community. And so I'm not against communities. Communities are actually are super important. We need communities as humans to live. I'm all about community, but I don't think you can have genuine community if there's a gun pointed at your head forcing you to be a member of a collective. You can only have community if it's voluntary. And if it's not voluntary, it's not community. So I just want to make that distinction when I use, that's what I mean when I use those words. (sighs) (laughs) Today's been a ranty day. (laughs) (laughs) We both had a lot to say. See, this is why we can't wait till Friday. I'll Uh, I'll be so pent up by the time Friday gets here. I'm like, I know. I know. I know. But there's a, you know, yeah, I think I think that actually is one of the things. I get like if we do this every single day, I get ranted out like I'm tired of being angry about stuff. <laughs> so, I'm like, "Oh, God. it's hard to get angry again. I was just angry yesterday." Um, so Well, that's I, why we need frivol- frivolity during the week. Maybe one day a week is just frivolity. And yeah, I don't know if you would put up with that either, but <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, um Wait, can, I we, can say, we do one uh, thing that wait. I've been waiting to do? Not waiting okay, to do, but I feel like though. we owe our community. Before, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Before you do whatever that is, oh. I will forget this if I don't say it now. Oh, sorry. Everybody, please hit like on the video if you're watching. If you're in the chat and you like the video, supposedly it helps us with algorithms, assuming we're not somehow being pushed down by YouTube algorithms, which is always prob- a probability. Yeah. Um, anyway, hit like on the video if you like it. Yeah. Okay, what were you going to say? <clears throat> Actually, now I'm distracted because I read a comment, and, and, and I think it's worth bringing up again. <clears throat> I made the distinction between community and collectivism, but someone points out in chat, everything is community now, in quotes, they say. It's ridiculous. So I think this is worth pointing out. The left, who are collectivists, they will use the com- word community when they mean collectivism because community sounds nice. But they don't actually, if you dig in, when they use the word community, like, oh, we're all a community. Like when Hillary Clinton says it takes a community to raise a child or whatever. Maybe she didn't say, she said village. But when people talk about community, they actually mean uh, a enforced collective. They don't mean a community. Communities are voluntary. That's not what they mean. But they use the word because people have a, rightly so, people have good feelings towards the word community. And it is everywhere now. You're right, whoever wrote that in chat. It is everywhere. I see it all the time. And I see it predominantly from people uh, that are involved in like local politics or whatever. And they'll talk about our communities. And this is, we're a community. We need to do this for the community. Um, they're not, they're talking about the collective. They're not talking about a community. A community is your chosen group of people that, that you're interacting with voluntarily. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Um, I just felt like the only thing, this honestly, is like that. Go ahead. 
Well, this is like that part of the Bible that they like to point to in Acts where they talk about the church and how they were all coming together and selling their property and bringing the money and all living collectively. And they try to point to that to say, see, Jesus is a socialist. And it's like, no, none of that was at the butt of a gun. No, he was none about was community. Yeah. Yes, which is voluntary. That's voluntary. That community, they people chose to do that. That's not the, the state coming in and saying, you know, you're all going to sell your property. And like, it, it's very different. Right. Uh, it's a, it, it, they, they like to do that a lot. They like to take things that should be a, a good and noble choice and try and force it on you. And, and it's weird because if you look at stats, I remember I was surprised because admittedly I was in my own echo chamber, but the first time I looked at stats about, um, about donating and, and, uh, to, to charity and stuff. And I saw that conservative conservatives give more than liberals do, but that's because I think liberals, they view it as uh they would rather the government take, they view the taxes as that they're like, take my money by force. Uh, and, and then they don't, they don't willingly give as much. It's interesting, isn't it? I, yeah, I actually, I partly, I don't know if that's, I don't know what the reason is, but I, I think the left does tend to um, look, the left tends to be and I'm saying the left, not kind of like classical liberals. The left tends to be uh, they just they, they tend to be more wanting a big controlled state like they want the state to solve problems. And so um, you rob yourself, though, if if I tax you 100 bucks and spend that on charity, uh Instead of you spending the hundred bucks voluntarily, I'm actually robbing you of the um, moral credit that you would get for being charitable. Um, you don't get credit for paying taxes because you're only paying them yeah. because you would go to jail. Like you're not, you don't get credit for paying. Ta- paying taxes isn't a good thing. In fact, if you can avoid paying taxes legally, avoid it. It's not good. Like paying taxes doesn't make you a good person. You're paying taxes because there's a guy with a gun who will shoot you or put you in jail if you don't pay taxes. Like, that's why you pay taxes. You get credit morally for doing things that you've chosen to do. You don't get moral credit for things that aren't your decision. You don't get moral credit for being tall. You didn't make yourself tall, right? You don't get credit for stuff that you don't choose. And taxes are not a choice. So you don't get credit for taxes. You do get credit for being generous voluntarily. And there is a big, there's a distinction there. Um... Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I was imagining when you were talking earlier, Carrie. I was imagining Jesus with like an AK forty seven, being like, "You will be my disciple. Get over there. Get into the disciple pile." <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we were gonna do like guys. Eventually, one day, we want to make sketches. We want to have a bit a budget to be able. To, I would like the one part I miss about doing comedy is producing funny things, and I really want to do SJW Jesus doing the Sermon on the Mount. But instead of instead of the Sermon on the Mount, he's delivering all the SJW tenets like, you know, come closer. It is impossible to be racist towards white people. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Nicole Pratt in chat just said when I was given the, the Jesus, the AK-47, she said that was Muhammad. <laughs> You're totally right, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of taxes, by the way, did you see Trump? Um, Trump is now denying funding to sanctuary cities uh, 
And he's like throwing ice agents in sanctuary cities, which is interesting. By the way, was that related to all the booty pictures you sent me, Carrie? Okay, you guys have to look at this. No, I went down this <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> so uh, one of my former SJW friends uh, poses in a lot of like militant looking uh, Instagram photos with militant shirts with lots of words on them. She's a big fan of wearing uh, white silence is violence on her shirt. And she's also a big fan of wearing shirts that say like melt ice, burn prisons. And, uh, and then there's the one I sent you. That's like a bunch of stuff. It's like, it's like, uh, get rid of ice, get rid of police, get rid of prisons, get rid of borders, get rid of whatever, abolish ice, abolish prison. About it. But, but the funny thing is, so I went to, I went to the Instagram account of, of one of the t-shirt company or the the profiles that makes a lot of the shirts that she buys because I was curious and I was shocked not shocked I, I thought it was I thought it was interesting that a lot of their uh pictures not all of them but a lot of them are really sexually provocative while they're telling you to abolish ice can we look at one of them look at the one that's the most provocative. I mean Carrie <laughs> so uh booty warning this is like it's not soft porn, <laughs> but it, there's you're gonna see some butts. So, yeah. So Carrie sent okay. me this. She sends me this picture. I'm like, what the hell is Carrie doing? Then she sends me this picture. Abolish ice on this person's butt. Then uh, Carrie sends this picture. Look at this one. In case look it, at this the first one. butt wasn't big enough, I need to see it again. <laughs> then she sends me this picture. I don't know what the skirt thing is. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to know guess, what that's for. But that also says abolish skirt. police. Well, um okay well presumably this girl's on the picket line here and (laughs) and there's this dude with his shirt abolished basically everything landlords poverty you know if you want to abolish poverty a great idea is support capitalism uh (laughs) whatever sorry carrie you're gonna mention you're gonna comment on this butt over here yeah 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 give me a second to comment on the butts so <laughs> this butt, uh, I was going to say the one with the plastic, I was, I was imagining, well, I guess she's wearing protective, a protective clear plastic skirt over the booty shorts that say abolish the police because maybe she's in uh, some sort of demonstration line with Antifa and doesn't want to get blood splattered on her booty shorts. I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking some body blue fluids um, she was maybe worried about. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Maybe she doesn't want to get tased in the butt. I don't know. But Tifa says, laugh, laugh, LMAO. Looks like I came in at just the right moment. Yeah, sorry, everyone. <laughs> sorry, anyway, sorry for that. My point with the butts is this. Um, you're you're putting something that you, for let, let's assume if you're wearing this, that it's a really strongly held belief that we should abolish the immigration enforcement that we should get rid of ice. It's a really strongly held political belief of yours to then put it on a booty short. (laughs) 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 You may as well put it on some nipple tassels. Like it just, it just cheapens your deeply help. Can you imagine if we had booty shorts that were like free speech, like right up, or like if we had our unsafe space right on the butt? I have a question. Are there? Do Christians go around with like accept Jesus booty shorts? Or is there? Is that a thing? Right, accept Jesus. Your deeply held belief, like right on the butt. Right, like 
<laughs> well, there is apparently a way to make booty shorts unattractive, and I we just found it. So, yeah, I mean, you have to find those things funny. I, I oh, it's totally funny. I just laughed. I laughed and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Unsafe space on a butt sounds <laughs> contagious. Nicole says. Uh, should we? We should make booty shorts that just say "unsafe space" <laughs> on the butt. Yeah. <laughs> today's today's funny. <laughs> uh, anyway. We could do that. We could do that. Um, I, the thing that I wanted to bring up, I don't even. I just. I feel like we need to for the community. Um, I just want to mention there have been other knitters that have spoken up. I'm not going to play all the videos, but there was a video by uh, Vone and Nancy. Uh, there was a video by uh, one person that's hashtag another white knitter. I looked at part of that one. There was another white, uh, one by a woman named Grace. So I think the knitting community is kind of like, I think they've been sufficiently infiltrated. I think they know, they know what's going on at this point, Carrie infiltrated is not a word I would use. Um, they were infiltrated by SJW ideology. I think what's happened now is that, yes, they've been sufficiently, um, I like saying infiltrated because it makes us the bad guys. Yeah. I don't like that word because we're not bad guys. Um, they, they, I think they've been sufficiently awakened to what this belief system actually is. And, so they're woke. and I think that they're awakening each other as I keep seeing these videos and there's more that I want to share um, that I've any a blog entry that I really liked about it, too. Um, at, they're seeing each other awaken and they're seeing each other come out of fear and start speaking And that. And each person that turns their light on, there's like it encourages another person to turn their light on. And that's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's really- that's I think that's why to share it. It's it's it's, it's that. The more people that do this, the easier it is. And this is a um, this is a lesson for the the people early on who spoke up. It was harder for you, and it's getting easier. Yeah. And now you've you've seen more people do it, so I think it's good. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, kudos to you guys, like sock petition, um, Vone Cats, who's a knitter who uh, whose video was a year ago. I sh- that one. Oh, Vone was a year ago. Panel. Yeah, she called it. That video is a year old. She called it um, the uh, so so bone cats, uh, Tuscan knits, sockmetician, like all these people who stood up back when there weren't a lot of people doing it. Like hats off to you because it was much harder than than it is now, and you paved the way. Your strength has made other people feel strong, and then when they speak up, their strength makes someone else feel strong. And it's just, I think it's a, I think it's lovely. Yeah, um, I agree. By the way, I apologize for anyone that tuned in j- in the booty portion of the show. I saw that uh, was it. Wombat said she had to leave the room to tend to her father for a few minutes and came back to hear about unsafe space and booty. Um, it will make sense if you back up and and uh, listen to a part the part that you missed. It'll make more sense. But yeah, I apologize if you came back and we're just like, what? What are you talking about? I'm not going to apologize, uh, but but Carrie can. Okay. <laughs> I I still the reason I use the word infiltrated I know you don't like it because it makes us the bad guy but uh, we all know what Socrates was put to death for right corrupting what? the youth so uh, that's what's happening you can uh, 
get people to question the narratives that are mainstream, that are prevalent, get people to question the bullies. So, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's not, we're not infiltrating. What else do we got? Anything else? Or is this, is this a good, is this a good amount of Kofefi break today, Carrie? I think this is a good amount of Kofefi. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with and that. I think we're going to evaluate what we're doing next week and get back to you guys. But we will see you on Monday for live Kofefi at 1 p.m. Texas time. And if you would like to contribute financially, you can go to subscribestar.com and look up Unsafe Space. We also have um, a shop on unsafespace.com. If you go to shop, we have T-shirts. We don't have booty shorts yet, but now yet. we have ideas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and if you want to be a part of book club then i would say uh we've got until you've got until march 22nd you can get a cop of copy of the madness of crowds by uh douglas murray and um you can get that through unsafe space on the book club link we have a link that's our affiliate link that helps us <clears throat> yep cool well thank you everyone for watching and uh yeah have a great weekend and we'll see you on monday and don't worry carrie and i will talk about uh, if there's anything else that we need to change about the schedule. Oh, and thank you, Tina Fisk. Just gave us two bucks. Thanks, Tina. Uh, maybe Tina really wants she to gave see us the unsafe space booty shorts. So I'm going to take that as uh, <laughs> that's why you gave us the two bucks. So uh, I'll go do that. Thanks, Tina. And have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you, Tina. Take care.